Blog Talk Radio. Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is the Ninja Pastor with Sunday's God in Country with Dr. Sean. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical reverend. Dr. Sean is a proud U.S. military veteran, former law enforcement officer, founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through his riveting national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This show is biblically and politically engaged in the battle to save our country with a pedal to the metal with this Sunday's edition of Sundays with Dr. Sean. Buckle up. Here's your host, the author of the critically acclaimed book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Reverend Dr. Sean, the Ninja Pastor, with today's message. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks so much for joining us this Sunday at uh, the Sunday Sean Talk. Uh, we're really excited to have you. And happy Passover to our Jewish friends. We uh, we really appreciate you know, the practice of your faith. I just, I'm working on another doctorate degree, and uh, I just did a 10, the top 10 faiths uh, comparative beliefs examination, and, uh, and one of them was uh, Judaism, of course. And I was, every time I do it, I love it every single time. It's just a, it's just an absolute joy for me to do. So learning about how uh, the Hebrew people practice their faith, we learn a lot from the Jews. I tell you. Um, so the food every week is awesome. This week, no exception. But this week, I also have a ninja pastor. Uh, they're not available in stores. It's ninja pastor. Uh, figurine, not totally precise, but very like. And uh, I was very blessed. Uh, another friend here gave me a uh, star from the American flag, and uh, as a thank for serving the military. So we even had now we see over there salad, fruit. Well, we're healthy. It's basically a health thing here now. So uh, there's salad and fruit. It's good to go. We're glad to have a guest today. Yeah, we do have fried chicken, though. Uh, Ali, one of the, uh, what do you call that, pastry, a cake? What is that? Is that pawpaw or apple? Unbelievable. Unbelievable for this world. So everything's just so, so good. So we're going to have you. Uh, we're gorgeous day here in the Northeast. And if you're ever in the Newark, Delaware, or just Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey area, we'd love to have you. Uh, we're, we're excited to have you. Shout out to our Page Outdoors friends. A big training session that came all the way from, my buddy Stephen came all the way from New Mexico and, uh, and conducted absolutely outstanding training this weekend, and, and we're just very excited about that. And we're hoping that he will, uh, several of the members here did, and we're hoping that he will bring his team back, and we'll, get, we'll try to get a big group together and have some customized training. Really, really privileged to have his dad here with us, and uh, so we're, we're excited about it. There's lots to be excited about. All right, so let me ask you this. Have you ever had the urge to read the Bible? You know, when you tried everything and nothing else worked. Yeah. So now you finally go to Scripture and reading, and you get so distracted the way chat open. Welcome to our chat, friends. 
So finally you go to Scripture. Finally. And you're reading, but you get so distracted, you know, in the morning you read, and then you're remembering, oh, i got to do this. Oh, i got to do that. Oh, i got to do this. Oh, i got to do that. Somebody calls. You get a text. You get an email. Uh, then at night you say, well, I'll read before bed. What happens before you go to bed? You're not sleeping off to sleep until you do what? Start reading your Bible. You start reading your Bible, all of a sudden you're asleep, you can't read a sentence. So you get so distracted, you get confused, maybe you have a really big problem you need help with from God. What a great place to go scripture. We'll, we'll, we'll examine why that is such a phenomenal place. The first place, well, maybe not the first place. Maybe rather the hundredth, I tried everything else first place. Your mind isn't finding beautiful, amazing revelation you're looking for. That amazing epiphany from the dusty Bible, all the dust and not ever read pages, doesn't seem to be working its magic. So the answer and the meaning you were looking for in the scriptures, they elude you. Well, then you'll be glad to learn. There is a secret to unleashing the power of the scriptures. So how do you want to know the secret? Right, we all do. We all want to know the secret. Well, I have the secret. Let me ask you this. Before your body is healed, before the provision comes, before every problem in your life is resolved, will you believe that God will deliver you according to his word and still walk in rest? Man, that's tough. Let me read it to you. And this isn't the secret, but it is of the secret. Before your body is healed, provision comes. Before every problem in your life is resolved, will you believe that God will deliver you according to his word and still walk in this? Hey, totally secret, I promise secret. I didn't tell you the secret yet. I will tell you the secret here. It was God's breath that brought Adam to life. Scripture is God breathed. Now, here's, here's breath or breathing used in a secular way. Tony Robbins' power breathing. Now, for those of you here that aren't familiar with him, or those of you out in radio that are like, oh, he's a secular humanist, he's blah, 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 blah. First of all, I've met him. I've spent a weekend. Well, actually, I spent four days with him. You will never hear a more powerful testimony about a guy who is such a hardcore believer in Christ than Tony Robbins. You will never hear a more amazing invitation from which I personally watched scores of people come to faith at one of his presentations. Powerful, powerful. The guy's scripture inside and out, and he teaches. Much of the basis of what he teaches is from Jim Rohn and scripture. Jim Rohn was a mentor. Jim Rohn was a hard-core Christian and literally led, personally, thousands to Christ. So Tony Robbins about breathing in a secular way. Tony Robbins' power breathing. What is that? That's four breaths into the nose. And then you hold it, and then, and then out again. Now, see, I feel kind of high, and I'm only on two. I got a buzz going. What? From what? Oxygen. Why do I have buzz going? Why I'm a little dizzy? Why I'm a little dizzy? Just from breathing. Breath in through the nose, four breaths out the mouth. Energizing breaths designed to oxygenate the body rapidly for a change of state. What state? The state that we're in. If you're depressed, you're down. Your state is depressed and down. Are you joyous? You're giddy. 
happens? Well, guess what? That's your state. If you're hopeless, that's your state. If you're prayerful, that's your state. Just that simple breathing can help you to change your state. I do it all the time. But you know what? I actually, well, I'll tell you a second. When one wants to let him hear depression breathing, shallow breathing associated with a negative state, it's often associated with a state. When I was in the car crash, first thing the lady told me to do, the paramedic told me to do, she was on the advanced life support team. God bless her. She climbed across broken glass and twisted up bent metal. And I don't know how she did it. I'm going to thank her in person. And the first thing she said to me was her name, where she was from. She said, I want you to breathe. I want you to breathe. I want you to breathe. She kept reinforcing that. I want you to breathe. How about giving birth? Now, I personally, I would be a very wealthy man, right? If, if I had to give birth, I'd been a very wealthy man. $10 million, first guy gets birth. That's the kind of way to get money. But when giving birth, they do all the special breathing. No, I'm not going to emulate it here, but it's all those special breathing that they do. What's your coach for? Your coach is there to you breathe, 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 breathe. And, and, and then the, the person who's trying to deliver the baby is like, I will choke you out if you don't shut up about this breathing business. I will cut you. Somebody hand me a knife. You know, they're mad because they're in a lot of pain. That didn't mean personally. I'm just saying. I've heard that. Breathing techniques to reduce pain and induce calm. That's why the medic, when I was in the crash, I was trapped in the car. I wasn't freaking out. I was very quiet, but she did what she was trying to do. She did what she knew was effective. They enabled the body. Oxygenating your blood enables your body to work as it is intended. It enables your brain to kick high gear. Hey, you know what? Speaking of breathing techniques are said to lower blood pressure. You know what? Uh, my dear friend, Pastor C, lent me a, uh, uh, a thing that's a breathing thing, and, and it goes around your chest, and then a, a computer, and, and you watch it, and it says, all right, you got to take some deep breaths here. Let's go with it. Oh, not good enough. Not good enough. Keep trying. After a while, you're like, man, am I supposed to breathe like this? Yes, we are, but what do we do? We breathe shallow. We'll talk about that in a second. Yoga breathing techniques. Now, I'm not religious. I had to study. Of course, I had, my last doctor had to study it, but I had to go in, in greater depth. Was uh, Buddhism, uh, uh, Jainism, um, Hinduism, all these different things. And so yoga is actually part of the that, that faith from that part of the world. There's a lot more to it. People, A lot of Christians yoga, they don't have any idea. They just think it's an exercise thing. But it's really not. Again, welcome to our guest, Matt. Thank you for joining us. So, again, you know, it's really, there's more to it than that. But part of the yoga, the breathing is so important. All those little moves you do and the, the positions and all that stuff, they always remind you, breathe, breathe, breathe. And say that that induces calm, meditation, inner peace. You've got to say things, too, but I've... I'm not into that, but these are all secular ways in which humans have recognized that breathing is more than just life-sustaining. These breathing techniques are successful and effective regardless if you're acknowledging where it come from, God. Might have might have gone over that too fast. These breathing techniques are successful and effective regardless of understanding, whether we understand or acknowledge where it 
come from? God. Subtle hint. Who designed our bodies? God. Whether or not we acknowledge they still work. They still work. But let me ask you this. What if you did acknowledge him? What if you did acknowledge God? Even in your evening. You receive the benefits of the synergy of gratefulness to the God who created all. Everything. In fact, I would bet all of you. Numa. Numa. Wind, breath, spirit. It's the short definition of it. Wind, breath, spirit. Say it one more time. Wind, breath, spirit. Numa. Wow. Breath. Spirit. Interesting combination. How about that? I don't know. Sounds like there might be some links there. How about Nefesh? Those of you who listen to me for any length of time, you know that's what we are as human beings. Nefesh, the being that prays. You know what? You're not going to pray for very long unless you do what? Unless you breathe. In order to pray, you must breathe. To breathe is to live, but to live, what is to live? What is living? In Bereshit or Genesis, uh, uh, I think it's in the third chapter, uh, verse, starting verse 7, And Hashem Elohim formed the Adam, don't worry about the birds, I'll explain that. Those that are critical, I'll give you the English translation. Adam of the Afar, Hadamah, and Eid, Numah, Numa into nostrils the Nishmat Shim or Chaim and the Adam became a Nefesh Chaya. Man, somebody ought to write this down. The beginning of mankind, humans, Nefesh Chaya. Did he have No. He formed a body out of the ground, soil, scooped up, did whatever he did, formed him, but no life yet. No life until what? Until he... The very breath of God is in you. Have you ever thought that? I never thought of that. And when you're down, think of that, that breath of the living God. I think about it every time. I think about a baby. I envision God. The lungs of a little baby. Oh, goodness. Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten that God breathed into man? Which is the being that prays? Do you know that we only praise to contemplate a higher being, a creator, the creator, and read and pray to that creator? Wow, more to learn here. So we'll go through this in a quick, long. Uh, which is garden, eastward Eden, and first put. 
whom he had formed. And the Amah made Hashem Elohim to spring up, call it, which is every tree, which is pleasing to the sight, and tov for food, Kachayim, tree of life. The Bichayim, life. The being that brings life. Man. Also in the midst of the Gan, or garden, and the Yetz, Has, now I'm going to say this word, I don't say it frequently, Hadaz Tovrah, or the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In the middle of the garden. In the middle of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, what that represented was moral autonomy. You can contract that, uh, contrast that with uh, Exodus 9, 20, and 21, where Devar Hashem, or word of the name, is the word of the name. Scripture. Through culture, you don't say God. It's a name. Name. You knew who the name is. The name. Word of the name is the word of God, and that is Scripture. It's a guide of life for Gentiles. And Nahar, which is a river, and a Nahar river flowed out of Eden to water the garden or garden, and from where it divided came four headwaters. The Shem of the first is Pishon, that is uh, it which finds through the Kol Eretz Harvilah, where there is Zahav, uh, and the Zahav of the land is Tov, even gemstone, Hasho Hasham. I know, it's crazy. That was the onyx gemstone. That was used uh, to build some very important things. So you know, that was a very, very, very important thing. And the stem of the second Nahav River is Gihon. The stream that is, is it that winds to call Eretz Kush. And the stem of the third Nahav is Chedel Tigris, Tigris River. You get a little hint as to where we're talking about. That is goeth towards the east of Assyria, and the fourth Nahar is Euphrates. How about another hint? The Tigris, the Euphrates. Where do those rivers intersect? Rock's not important in all of time. And Hashem Elohim took the Adam and put him in the Ghanedian Eden. La'avod, to work, to till all of the garden, and to be a shomor over it. In other words, to care over it, to be in charge of it. And Hashem Alamin commanded the Adam, saying, Of every ifs of the gun thou must freely eat, thou mayest freely eat. But of the ifs, da'as the tree of the knowledge of good, well, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the yom thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And Hashem Elohim said, It is not told. That Adam should be alone. It's good that Adam should be alone. I will make him in a zir. Man, sometime I'm going to do a whole study on what a zir nedgo. Zir nedgo means. And power of the zir. Women, you don't realize. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Realize God's respect and appreciation and elevation that he gives you. Zir, a helper suitable for him. And out of the Adah Hashem Elohim formed every beast of the Sadeh, every Of, which is uh, Of Hashomayim, which is birth of the heavens, and brought them unto the Adah to see what he would name them. And whatever, whatsoever the Adah named called Nefesh Kaya, that was Shmo, or good. 
And the young gave Shemot to Wali Hamah, and the old Hashomayim, and to every beast of the Sadeh. So, so basically, we're going to go down to where sad maybe, but hey, man, he needs somebody to help him. It's a big job here. So he says he realizes uh, that, he, hey, look, we need, we need to get him a uh, help me. And Hashem caused a Dema, which is deep sleep, to fall And one of his Salorit, ribs, closed up the Basar, which is fresh, in the place thereof. In the Selah, or Rib, Hashem Elohim had given the Adam. Made he an Isha unto the Adam. The Adam said, This is now a sim of my Etzim and Basar of my Masar, she shall be called Isha because she was taken out of Isha. named, I'm using air quotes, radio people, Eve. Who named Eve? Say it again louder. And the Adam said, This is now a theme of my Etzim and Basar of my Basar. She shall be called Isha because she was taken out of Ish, out of me. Therefore shall an Ish or husband. Man, specifically both husband, man, of which is mother and father, to his isha, which is very specifically here, wife and woman, not just wife, but wife, woman, and they shall be basharishad, which is one push. Look, you have to breathe. I had to breathe to say all that stuff. I, I did it in the uh, the Orthodox Jewish Bible it's because one, I love it. But very specifically, normally I, when I'm speaking, I use the complete Jewish Bible. Uh, it doesn't have as much uh, words, but enough. And But in this case, I wanted you to hear all that and see me struggle with it. Now, of course, I've got an injury, so it's, it's a little bit harder for me now than it was before. But nonetheless, you saw me struggle. You have to breathe in certain places, don't you, in order to say certain difficult things. You have to breathe. You're a singer. You sing. One of the uh, folks here, and, and we have great music. I'm telling you, if you come from Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, if you're in any of those areas, you should come and join us. It is awesome. We have prayer. We have question and answer, violin question and answer, and then we have music. It is awesome. Steve plays violin. And we have singing, and it's awesome. But one of the people here is, is a, a, you know, an accomplished singer, and so part of singing is what? You know what you better do? You better believe, breathe right. You better breathe. You're going to have problems if you don't breathe. You've got to breathe. If you want music to come out, you've got to breathe. You have to breathe when you read Scripture. I'm going to give you an example of it here in a couple minutes. You have to pause and breathe and read and reflect to take it all in. You have to breathe also to pray. Reading Scripture is much like breathing. You have to pause and reflect in other places. Now, look, I know this is kind of freaky to some folks. I know some folks, you think, whoa, 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 what are you saying to me? You're saying I got to breathe more when I breathe? Is your, are you actually telling me that's the secret? Yes, I am. Okay, we're finished. We can eat second and third for some. Actually, I'll know. Although we probably will have second and thirds. Not me, though, because I'm watching my waistline. I probably will. That's a lie. Oh, the food is so good. But it's pretty healthy tonight, folks. I don't see any ice cream. I don't see any of that bad stuff. Where is Miss Charlotte, the birthday girl, the way? We're going to sing happy She's at the Seder. Okay. Uh, happy Passover again to our Jewish friends. Okay, so you, so I am saying that. I'm, I'm checking myself. I am saying that. You have to breathe 
pray. You have to breathe to read scripture. Why? Because God breathes into you. God breathed in scripture. God breathed into us. And he breathed into scripture. And those two are inexorably linked. Those two. If you want to connect with God, you know what you better do? You better breathe when you study scripture. Is written to be what? Read out loud. How amazing. Read out loud. What happens, you know, Americans, we're stuffy. We just, we just reading, right? We're just, we skip about 12 words and we regress back, we read the same thing, sort of. And then we find out, oh, man, I thought I just read that. I'm like, no. Okay, where was I? And then you go back and you get frustrated, you get tired. Part of the reason why you yawn when you read scripture, anybody know that? Well, what don't we do? We need more oxygen, but what don't we do? We don't breathe. We don't breathe. We mumble to ourselves or maybe not even mumble. And we read something that was meant to be read aloud. And if you're going to read aloud, guess what you got to do? you got to breathe. If I'm going to finish this message, this little song up here, you know what I better do? I better breathe. Now, I was thinking about giving a demonstration of me trying to preach and teach without breathing. But guess what will probably happen? I'd fall out. Fortunately, we have a doctor here. I'm in good shape. But you know what? I'm a mess, so I don't, you know, I don't want to have to be resuscitated. So I figure, you know what? I'm going to breathe. But you know what happens sometimes when I'm giving a speech? You know, sometimes these really big crowds, it's so fun, and, you know, they got the big screen. Don't put a picture of me on the big screen. It's one of the people here in the seats. Let them just believe they see what they think they see. Don't confirm it for them. But it's fun. It's all mic'd up, and you're all fancy stuff, and you're all these tech guys. Just really, things just flowing like anything. The crowd and laughing, singing and laughing. They actually think my jokes are funny or feel. And so, but you know what can happen is you start talking really loud, even though you have a microphone and an amplification. And guess what? You get so excited, at least me, I forget to breathe. And I thought to myself, man, I'm a little lightheaded. I need to breathe. So during some of the puzzles, I say, Sean, remember to breathe. It's not an impressive speech. You're dead. Well, that why was it good? He forgot to breathe. But you know what? When the crowd is listening, guess what they have to do? They have to breathe. Oxygen is critical. But breathing is kind of like a, a what is it, parasympathetic? Sort of. I mean, I mean, we breathe pretty much unless we're hurt bad. But you, but remember to breathe well, to breathe full. You all hear those birds. That's something. Those are Pentecostal birds. And amen, brother. Each own. Love it. They're breathing. But you have to think to breathe. You have to say, hey. That'll get you a little buzz. You a deep breath like that. Free of charge. No cost or obligation to you. All right. So if you think this all, I'm going to give you an example. First Peter 1 from Ava, who is Peter. Uh, an emissary of Yeshua, now this is the complete Jewish Bible I was talking about, an emissary of Yeshua the Messiah, too. God's chosen people living as aliens 
in the diaspora. Now, let me tell you this, but I'm going to because my brother in Israel are really struggling. They're taking a lot of flack. And I think at some point or another, we need to recognize. I did a whole series of folks. They're free. iTunes, uh, Blogs Radio, or DrSeanGreener.com, or the TheNinjaPastor.com, uh, NinjaPastor.com. Go to the archives. It'll be in there. I did a whole series. Remember the series on the end times. I did a whole series on the impact of how we treat Israel and how that affected us, even down to the point of weather catastrophes. Wow, you didn't think that was possible, right? You don't think God's on the throne? You don't think God said, hey, you better not mess with my people because these are my people. This is land of the people, the people of the land. You better not mess with them. You abuse them, you're going to see how mad I can get. I'm going to set things right. And not only against those that are against Israel, but those in Israel who don't do right. Listen, you can't give land away that you don't own. You are borrowing it from God. God said, this is your land. You are the people of the land and the land of the people. Haaretz. Haaretz. Come on, folks. You can't give away something God gave you. How many here has ever gotten something, you know, the person that gave it to you thought it was really, really nice, and they really extended themselves, but, you know, you didn't want You thought it was weird, and you said, let me just go on and give it away top secret. Let me repurpose. Let me gift this. Then later on, the person found out that you gave away that precious, precious bun cake pan that they really loved, thought you would love, and you gave it away to some of my bun cake pan. They come over to you. You gave away my bun cake pan. I don't even know what a bunk cake pan is. <laughs> Let me be honest with you. So anyway, but it's real important to people. So you give away this pan, and they come up to you and say, my bunk cake. Did you bring that cake? Oh, no, I didn't bring. Uh-oh. You realize the other person is there, and that person's feelings are hurt. Well, let me tell you what. That's very small. That's a very micro impression of God's God's giving you this land. You're in charge of this land. You better care of the land for me. Can't give away land. You can't give away land. Anyway, the reason why I highlighted that is because I want you to I want you to realize this word to God's chosen people living as aliens in the diaspora in Pont, Galatia, Cappadocia, the province of Asia, and uh, Bithynia, chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father and set apart by the Spirit for obeying Yeshua Messiah. And for sprinkling with his blood, grace and shalom be yours in full measure. It says, living as aliens. Where are they not aliens? There's two places the Hebrew people are not aliens. One is Israel, land as given to them by God. The other place is heaven. Be yours in full measure. Praise be God. Father of our Lord Yeshua Messiah, who, in keeping with his great mercy, has caused us, through the resurrection of Yeshua the Messiah from the dead, to be born again to living hope. Praise that in. Read that in. It's the gift for you. That's the gift for you. In keeping with his great mercy. 
Yeshua the Messiah from the dead. You know, you got to take a breath there just to take that in. You got to take a breath there just to realize what you're talking about. You got to take a breath there and and realize that God gave his son. He lived 33 years here on the earth. Perfect, sinless. Miracle after miracle after miracle proving he was of God. And still they rejected him. Killed him publicly. Mercilessly. Most gratuitous violence foisted upon man. And yet, as prophesied in the word of God, the word of the name, the God-breathed, spirit-filled word, just as they said, he rose again, and he's at the right hand of the Father today. Man, you can't half read through that so fast. This is how we do it. I'll give you an example. Praise be God, Father, the Son of the Holy who in the keeping of the mercies causes through the resurrection of the Son of the dead, born again, in hope, parents can't have the guys full faith, keep safe for you. What are we in a race here? What do we get a prize for how fast we win? No. In fact, not only do you not get a prize, you don't get the point. If you read so fast and you don't breathe when you're reading the scripture and you don't ponder and you don't meditate, if you aren't nephesh, what did I say? Method is the, the being that breathes. In order to pray, you've got to breathe. And if you don't breathe through it, you're going to miss some powerful things. Let's try it again. Praise to be God, Father of our Lord Yeshua Messiah. Now, we learned a very powerful thing. God is the Father of Christ. Messiah is the answer. He's the fulfillment of prophecy. He is the completion. On the cross, he didn't say it is finished. That's a mistranslation. He said, it is complete. Who, in keeping with his great mercy, has caused us, through the resurrection of Yeshua the Messiah from the dead, to be born again? To a living hope. Man, if you don't breathe that, you don't stop in the right place. You don't pause and take your deep breath and draw that in. Imagine God breathed life into Adam. But imagine being Adam and taking that first breath from God. That breath is in you. Can you imagine that first breath? His first breath was he was in perfection. His first breath was in the most beautiful place on the planet. His first breath was in the place that God formed him, right where he was born, where he was created, right where he was made, among all the perfect things that God made. That's where his first breath 
Little babies nowadays, they take a breath in this twisted up, jacked up world. And my goodness, I have pity for them. I talked to somebody the other day, said, you know, uh, some of you guys going to have children. A couple have been married, and they said, we're not going to have children. Really? Okay. Well, the different people choose different things. You know, you don't have to be a parent. You don't want to be a parent. Uh, there may be reasons. So I just, you know, I just said, well, that's, you know, I tried to say, not weird. That's not weird at all. And I don't think weird. Some people shouldn't be parents. Some people that have kids should definitely not be parents. But you know what this person said to me? He said, you know, we can't bring a child into this world. We think about, and, and I cannot, the first breath a child will take are polluted. Not just the air, not just the water, not just everything's polluted, but minds of the people all around them are polluted. Nobody speaks of God freely anymore. We have all this stuff that we're fighting over. I'm not going to get political. That's for tomorrow, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Collision of Faith and Politics. Tune in the same channel. It'll be wild. It's going to be a little bit off the chain. But look here, folks. I just got to tell you. This this couple, they wanted to have children. I don't want you to think they didn't want to have children. They wanted to have children, but they said, no, we, and they could have children. They physically could have children. They said, we just can't bear it. We can't bear the thought of bringing a human being into this world, as jacked up this world is. How in the world could we, could we do that? A living hope. A living hope. We have a living hope. Why? Because he gave us his son, Yeshua the Messiah, the Christ, that cannot decay. If you read too fast, you miss that. You, if you try to go, cannot take spoiler faith, because they're in heaven. <clears throat> Let me just tell you something. I'm going to confess something. Uh, when I was young, I, I was, I could, you would do a sword drill. Remember that? Who in here raised up? Uh, I was raised up in the fundamental Baptist church. And we'd have sword drill, right? Bible drills. They would call out a verse, call out a chapter, whatever. Call it out, whoever's fastest. Blah, blah, blah. And you want to be fast, man. You want to say it fast. And then we had memorization. I was, I was boss on memorization. I had whole books of the Bible, literally, whole books of the Bible I could tell. But I had to do it fast at first, right? Remember when you first learned your ABC? Right? Why are you doing so fast? When you're little, don't throw you one forget, man. I got this in order. I got to do it fast. I got to get from A to Z. I got to do it on one breath. You know, I would re- I would recite those scriptures. I didn't have the first idea what half the stuff was. I just to get through it. I wanted to win the prize. Well, what's the real prize? The real prize is when you get stopped, folks. When you're reading Bible. Now I have. Uh, I'm not one of these people anymore of free advertising, but I have an electronic device that has many, many Bibles on it, and I'm right in front of me. I should have bought one of my other Bibles. I have this one really cool Bible. I don't actually have this one really cool Bible. I have many cool Bibles, but there's always more. Just guns? Can't have too many. I have Bibles. Anyway, it's just my belief. That's all I'm saying. Highly disputed in the back. Uh, but see, I'm looking here. I'm looking here, and I'm, and I'm reading this. And I gotta stop. I gotta stop. To an inheritance that cannot pay. You can't spoil, fade. 
You know, I brought up this electronic version of the Bible, and I say I, I love it. It affords me the ability to do some really unique things: copy, paste, highlight, uh, create notes. It remembers the notes, transfers them from my laptop or my note computer to this device to my phone. It's all there. So no matter where I go, it trans it's trans all of it. I love that. I love that. But you know what it doesn't do? The oil from my fingers don't get on the pages. My eyes, when I'm so moved, I want the word of the name breathe into these words. When I'm so moved, what he said and what he did for me. There's no tear-stained pages. I have this so that if the words of Yeshua are spoken, it's said wherever available, because I want to be reminded of the blood. I want to be reminded of sacrifice. But there's several Bibles that I have at home, physical Bibles I have at home, that you can see pages a little bit neater with my uh, note. I mean, some of my Bibles, literally, I don't know if there's a page on them that you can barely read them now because of all the notes I've written in on them. I have the special pen now I have before. goes through the page before. Now it doesn't. Smear, you know, now it doesn't. I have a little ruler because I'm a little messier now. And I mean, I'm trying to feel like, man, something will occur to me. I'll be, I'll be studying scripture. I'll be just reading just for fun. Oh, man, you can't get any better than that. And I write a, a note down, and then I'll get my highlights, my special Bible. Man, I'm all over that thing. Well, I've done that so much on one particular Bible that that Bible, I'll tell you what, it's got so much of my DNA in it that I think somebody, if I ever am accused of crime, they don't need to pull a hair off my head, not that there's that many left, but they just go get my Bible. There's plenty of DNA on that Bible. I tell you what there is. There is tears. There are tears. I don't know when the last time you were so... Maybe you may not be as emotional as I am. Maybe you aren't. Maybe you're more pragmatic. I don't know. But I'm telling you, you hardly live a life of being a Christian without some tears falling onto the page for what's included in that book and means to you. Man, you've got to be to experience that. You've got to breathe it in to experience that. Verse 4, to an inheritance that cannot decay, spoil, or fade kept safe for you in heaven. Meanwhile, through trusting, you are being protected by God's for deliverance, ready to be revealed at the last time. There's a whole lot of promise in that one verse. First Peter, still in First Peter, um, starting in verse five. Meanwhile, through trusting, through trusting, through trusting, you are being protected. Not you were, not you are, you are being. Not you will be. Through trusting. Continual, since there is continual, ongoing, perpetual. While you are trusting, you are being protected. God's power 
the deliverance ready to be revealed at the last time. There's a whole lot of promise. There's a whole lot of hope. There's a whole lot of joy in just that little bit. If you read it too fast and you don't breathe it in, if you don't take it into your body, your mind and your spirit, if you don't have oxygen flowing through you, let me ask you this. I'm, I didn't plan this, but I'm just going to do it. Let me just ask you something. Miss Glory's like, oh, when he says, I want you to think about Adam. I want you to, you don't have to close your eyes if you don't want, but I want you to think of Adam. And I want you to think of that first breath. And I want you to think about how that breath was coming from God. Do you think it was a half breath? Do you think it was a partial breath? Do you think it was a little puff? Or do you think he filled the lungs that he needed fully? Do you think it was a little shallow breath of fear, trepidation? Oh, I wonder if this will work. This whole critting man thing, I wonder if it'll work. I've not done it before. Let me give it a try. No. The creator of all, imagine the breath, the word, the name, through the nostrils. That tells us we've got to breathe in through our nose. That first breath. Oh, the promise of that first breath. You know, when you're a parent or an aunt or an uncle, you're in the delivery room or you're watching that first breath, your baby's born, and what are we waiting for? We're waiting for that first breath. Because you want that baby. Listen, if you've, if you, I don't know about you, but I grew up at the beach. And I'm telling you, a couple of times I got tossed around a good bit on the waves. And some of those times I got tumbled underneath and bounced my head. You, this, is not, this is very obvious and obvious to many of you. I hit my head on the, just, you know, the bottom a lot of times. Got pounded by waves. And you know what first breath you take when you come up? Breathe like you mean it. You've never been in that situation. Man, you've got to take that breath, and you've got to get it all in. You've got to get it all in. You breathe like, Lord, give me oxygen, and then you take it in. And, boy, that's a breath, isn't it? Reminds us we have to breathe. We have to breathe. But think about the breath that God, Hashem, breathed into. His created man and the first in the lineage of all of us. Man, that's a breath, isn't it? That's a breath. It wasn't shallow. Originated the very blood that he created. Fired up the muscles and nerves and all the other functioning parts, the little mitochondria. Full. And he is awake and he is alive. Guess man was never designed to live a short life. Man was designed to live how long? Forever. Long as God said. But what stops sin? You know, when you're doing something, what do you do? You know it. You breathe, sh- you breathe, sh- breathe short. You don't breathe deep. When you've got something really, our dear friend, Karen, I didn't hear how she did, but she ran a marathon today. Breathe, run light, and breathe. It's her first marathon, I think. Breathe. You gotta breathe. You gotta breathe. Breathe deep. 
Don't forget to breathe. Can't keep running if you're breathing. A whole lot of things you can do, but you can't not. If you don't breathe, it won't be long. You're going to be falling out. That's the accounting term, fall out. Oh, what happened? Hell, he fell out. That's how we did. Fell out. Never heard that. Come on. It's fun. It's fun being from South County, isn't it? Playing the only one in here. Go on just a second. We don't have long left. Through trusting, you are being protected by God's power for deliverance ready to be revealed at the last time. Rejoice in this. Now, when you see something like that, yeah, there's a comma there. Rejoice in this. But you, you fixing to get something powerful here. Rejoice in this, and then you go run right over it without taking a deep breath first. Breathe in. Get your brain ready. To take this because this is something you're going to be, boy, I'm not a messenger. Rejoice in this. Even though for a while you may have to experience grief in various trials, even gold is tested for genuineness, genuineness, by fire. The purpose of these trials. How many have been through trials? How many have been through trials? How many have suffered through trials? I see a lot of folks have suffered through trials. Man, lots of trials. Lots of painful, terrible things. The purpose of these trials is so that your trust genuineness, which is far more valuable than perishable gold, will be judged worthy of praise. Glory and honor at the revealing of Yeshua the Messiah. You know, it doesn't say there. Without, this verse 8, without having seen him, you love him. Say that again. Without seeing him, you love him. Without seeing him now, but trusting in him, you continue to be full of joy that is glorious beyond words. How many have ever experienced joy beyond words? I have. I have. Man, when my little baby was born, I got to meet, thanks to you, I got to meet a relative of the doctor that delivered my girl. She's not little. She still is little, but not little, little. She's a grown folks now, but... And I was there, and I watched him because she came out. She doesn't breathe. I'm telling you, I was right there watching, like, man, right. He just used his finger, whoop, popped that uh, umbilical cord off of her neck, and the first thing she did, had to smack her on the rear. She just went, just like that. She shuddered, and she breathed real deep, and color just filled her face. Her little skin, she's a little rough, I'm going to be honest. She's bigger now. Whoa. Whoa. Little Eskimo, baby. Head full of hair. Head full of hair. Oh, she You know, he's at church, we're all Oh, she's going to lose her hair, honey. Don't don't get it. She'll be about. Well, here's the thing. That never did happen. She had a whole lot of hair a whole lot of time. Did never lose it. Not a bit of it. So that first breath, my goodness, it was something. How old did 
she knew what to take. She didn't read scripture. She heard daddy preach a sermon talking about you better breathe. She just did it. Why? Where was wrath coming from? God. God, amen. Come from God. That breath, that first breath came from God. I filled her up. Without seeing him now, but trusting him, you continue to glory that is glorious beyond words. And you are receiving what you're saying. Your deliverance. We're receiving our deliverance as we go. As we go and go along, receiving our deliverance. Because he says, as you're trusting, you are receiving. Some of us better get to trusting. And some of us don't get to trusting because you know why? We don't breathe. It's shallow. In the natural, we breathe super shallow. When our everything is jacked up, when things at home are jacked, when things with our parents are jacked up, when things with our children are jacked up, when things with the relationship are jacked up, we get so tired because not breathing deep. We don't sleep well. We don't sleep well. If you don't oxygenate your body during the day, you're not going to sleep good. There's lots of reasons why people don't sleep well because of pain. But you know what? If you don't breathe right throughout the day, you have a struggle when it's time to go to sleep. When you got worry after worry after worry after worry crushing you down. I just say breathe. Take the scripture and breathe. Take the and blessing and honor. Pray to the living God. Breathe. How about what what if? What if during your prayer time? You say, Why well, what is that prayer time? What's well, part of the problem? You had better find prayer time. You had better make some prayer time. You had better make some scripture study time. Breathe deeply. You might catch yourself worshiping. You might just catch yourself full on experiencing the Holy Spirit. Because he breathed his word into scripture. And he breathed into you just as he did. Hey, you told me there's going to be a secret. Well, there's the secret. Breathe. Breathe it in. Breathe every breath as though it comes from God. You know why? Because it does. Join us next time for Sundays with Dr. Sean. And please follow this show and the Collision of Faith and Politics radio show during the week at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the ninja pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at The Ninja Pastor and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash God in Country Radio. And check out all the free messages, archive shows, and buy Dr. Sean's critically acclaimed book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America at www.drshawngreener.com. Join us during the week. And in the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining us in this fight.